back to the Scoop College Basketball Podcast. We are back with another conference preview. And instead of Kyle today, I'm joined by Owen from Courtstorm Hoops, uh, mostly on Twitter, also on Instagram. So, yeah, give him a follow. And, uh, yeah, but we're here to talk the Ivy League preview today. So, uh, yeah, Ivy League Ivy League was a pretty fun conference last year, low-key. It was the 12th highest in uh, Ken Palm predicted at 15th this upcoming year there were some really fun offenses obviously princeton made it uh pretty far in tournament they made it to sweet 16 yale won the regular season conference championship um they were a very solid team on both ends cornell had a really exciting offense so what's your uh first thoughts on the ivy i, mean, I think it should be a good conference uh again and i think the top of the conference is pretty strong and i said there's like around three or four teams that i could see winning a game in march um, and I mean, I, I think we're in for some fun basketball and maybe some March magic from the conference again. Yeah. So to all conference players from last year on the first team, Chris Ludlam and Jordan Dingle, they both transferred to St. John's Tosan and Bowman. He started his pro career. Matt Noling is back at Yale and Keno Lilly Jr. He is back at Brown on the second team. Paxton Wojcik transferred to North Carolina Greg Dolan and Dame Adelikun, they both transferred to Loyola Chicago. Matt Loco is back at Princeton, and EJ Jarvis committed to Florida, but then later retired from basketball. So those are the all-conference players. I'm not sure, not a ton of holdovers, but still some star players at the top. No new conference, no new coaches in this conference either, unless I'm forgetting someone. I don't think there are any new coaches, but yeah, moving to our uh, all-conference teams. Uh, so who do you have winning player of the year? Uh, I went best player on my best team. I went with Matt Nolan. Just that don't is, overthink it. That is yeah. who I went with as well. Um, The other guy, he, yeah, he's a very uh, solid forward for Yale, can do a lot of things. He's really playing strong at the end of the year. But uh, the other player that I was considering is Kena Lilly from Brown. Uh, Very solid player, both sides of the ball, going to maybe take an increase in production, even with Wojcik no longer next to him. So um, I'm assuming you had him on your first team. Yeah, I do. All right. Who who else? You you said it all. I mean, the guy scores, the guy defends. Best player on Brown. And, yeah, another guy I have on, uh, I went with the reigning Ivy freshman of the year, Caden Pierce. Um, I think with Tosan leaving and going pro, there's a lot of – points to go around and I mean they also lost Langborg. I mean they lost a lot and they're mm-hmm. looking for someone to run their offense through. I think Pierce is their best guy. So I mean I have him on my first first yeah. team. Yeah. I had him third team. I, I'm fully buying into Xavier and Lido. I had him on my first okay. team. I think I think he is gonna be one of the best on players in this conference. Team? I I'm it, it might be a little strong but um, I'm, I'm a I'm big Xavier Lee fan, but he was so he was when, my when he first, first guy team. off. When he, he is was my first, first team. guy off all of the teams, so that's that's fair. That's probably where more it should be. But I I, I see division. He's definitely gets some a lot of minutes in the backcourt. Uh, can play make and score. Solid defender as well. I think he could really step up in year two, and I think he's in for a huge breakout year. Um, maybe I went a little too far putting him on first team, but I still think he's going to be a very solid starter in the conference at the very least. Um, was really good internationally for Canada this summer at U19. Um, so, yeah. And then I also had uh, Baz and Bang from Yale. He won the defensive player of the year last year in the conference. Very solid point guard on the best team in the conference. 
Uh, he was on my second team. First guy off my first team. So, I mean, strongly considered. Uh, another guy out of my first team was Nazir Williams for Cornell. Yeah, um, yeah that, that was last guy I had. And, I mean, he should have a big year. Yeah. And anyone else on your first team? Uh, correct me if I say his last name wrong, but I had Clark Slash shirt. I think that's UPenn. right. Yeah. I did my second team. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm betting on him just taking a ton of shots with Dingle moving on and maybe averaging like 17, 18 points per game. Yeah, I could definitely see it. a lot of production to uh to replace there. So yeah, I have him in my second team. Uh, another guy I had in my second team is John Polakitis from Yale. Another very solid starter who averaged double digits last year on uh, my second team there. Was their leading scorer, I believe, um, or at least scored most points throughout the season. He was behind him, so. for points yeah. per game. But, yeah. Knowing might have I, – I feel like he scored he the most points – in this, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Who else did you have on your second team? Then uh, I have Matt Aloko, uh from Princeton. I feel like that one's a pretty self-explanatory pick. Yeah, I do as well. And then this is where I kind of have a uh, breakout player. Uh, I mean, Chris Ledlam's leaving. I have Chizom Okpara. I, I, I had him there too. Okay, he, yeah. He was really highly regarded as, as a recruit coming into Harvard. I think he was just a freshman last year. I mean, put up some decent yep. decent numbers, Um, and this is where I think he breaks out. I mean, definitely a high-level athlete for the Ivy League, kind of what Ludlam was, so I think he could really break out into his own. Harvard doesn't have a ton, so I think someone's going to need to really come in big for them, and I, I think it'll be him. So, yeah, I had him there as well. Um. Do you have anyone left on your second team? I have two more guys. I have a Chris Manon from Cornell. Okay, um, I 2.3 steals, 11 points. So, I mean, it does a lot, lot well. And then the one other guy I had from Brown, I had Nana Usa Anane. Okay, uh, yeah. I had both those guys on my third team. And then the last guy on my second team, I went with Geronimo Rubio de la Rosa from Columbia. Um. Not a huge fan of Columbia, but he is very good. Really up as a finish last year from his freshman year, where he was still a good player. But I think he's a really solid player, even though the team's success might not follow. I think it's going to be enough to get him an all-conference uh, bid. Um, so yeah, my third team, I had Pierce Minone, um, uh, Nana Buse, Nane. Um, how many? How many more players do you have on your? Uh, so I did have. Uh... Geronimo Rubio de la Rosa on my third team. Um, we didn't say Ryan Cornish from Dartmouth. I don't know. I have him there as well, though. And then this is another one of my uh, – I'm, I'm betting on him breaking out with uh, some production leaving Brown. Uh, he's a rising sophomore, Kalu Anya, uh, who should start at the four for Brown. And, I mean, he had a really solid freshman year, averaging eight and six. Definitely think he could take a step up. And then also my last guy on my third team was Nick Spinoso from UPenn. Okay. So my last guy was August Mahoney. Super efficient scorer. Extremely efficient. Really shot the ball well last year. So, so I had him on my third team. Um, moving to breakout players. We don't, we don't have transfers in this conference. We do, we do have a few, though. We have, like, two transfers. I think there's two because yeah. Johnny Walter uh, was, Simmons. like, and Casey Simmons. So. When yeah. Raker top two like, transfers, like, Simmons, um, Simmons is one. Uh, yeah, two. But I think there's a few Juco guys though. 
There are. There's someone from Snow College. I remember. Mm-hmm. Let me. Let me Not go. many though. No. Uh, Hayden Franson from Cornell. Uh, they did have the Cornell a JUCO guy last year too. They had Max Watson, I believe, came from a JUCO level. I think there's someone from Cal State Northridge. Yeah, Johnny Walter at Penn. Uh, you said yeah, that's right. Yeah, but not not a ton of transfers in this conference. Kind of hard to transfer into the Ivy League for <laughs> academic reasons. Um, that's also a reason we don't see a lot of players transfer out, uh, except for now that there's some of these guys have extra eligibility and they can't return. But um, definitely a lot of continuity regularly. You don't just see guys randomly leave. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Moving to our breakout players, though. Um, I think one breakout player that's fairly obvious is Danny Wolf. Um, yeah. Put up some huge numbers internationally, like put up some really big numbers internationally, playing for Israel and U20. I, I believe it was U20. Um, yeah, he was like one of the best players in the whole tournament, really led Israel to be one of the best teams in the whole tournament. Um, and he has minutes available. So um just kind of self-explanatory there. Who were some of your breakout guys? I mean, I had Wolf and another one. I assume we both had Xavier and Lee, of course. Um, I, I I didn't include him because I feel like just having guys like that on my all-conference team is self-explanatory enough. So I like, okay. I mean, Lee and Oak Par would be like huge breakout candidates, but I wanted to kind of give give some other guys credit because I already mentioned those guys. And obviously they're going to break yeah, out. I did, I did not do that at all. I also have Oak Par and... Kaluan, yeah, but mm-hmm. okay. another guy had is Zach Martini for Princeton. I think he works his way into starting lineup, and I think Princeton is going to be a very solid team once again. So that was a guy I chose for Princeton. Mm-hmm. Um, I took one other guy from Princeton. I uh, considered Martini, but I put Blake Peters. Okay, um, and there's some shots leaving with Langborn, and mm-hmm. I think he's probably the prime guy to step into that role. Okay. Um, I chose Denim Mojic for Harvard. I think he's just gonna get minutes. Uh, hasn't really produced much so far, but might be in line for a starting point guard position with Evan Nelson out for the year. So I think he could get his minutes, and he'll put up some stats if he gets the starting job. I have George Smith for Penn, really efficient scorer. That also is a guy that should benefit from Dingle leaving. Maybe get some shots there. And then my last guy I chose Casey Simmons. Um, I think he could really be a really good player in his conference and will be very important for Yale. Really solid six-man, maybe works himself into starting lineup. Yale is going to be really good. Simmons is a high-level athlete for the Ivy, so I think he could really break out um, into what he was built as a reserve, as a recruit. Um, moving to all-freshman team, there's some, there's some good freshmen in the Ivy because of the <laughs> academic – uh, standards of Ivy uh, brings in a group of recruits that like a lot of solid recruits value your, value their education and stuff. So Harvard is a school that really gets some, really is able to recruit. Uh, for example, but yeah, a lot a lot of the Ivy League schools are can are able to get some pretty good kids. Obviously, there's a lot of limitations if you're recruiting at Ivy, but the academic definitely appeals to some certain group of kids, but. One guy I had was Samson Alatan from Yale. I think he will share uh, big man minutes with Wolf. He was he's a pretty big guy. Um, had a lot of high major offers. A lot of like Texas. I know that a lot of those schools were in on him. Uh, he ends up at Yale, and I think it's a very solid 
big man forward or future, uh, obviously with Wolf there. Um, very solid big man duo. I mean, yeah, I have the same. I'm pretty sure he's the highest ranked recruit coming into the Ivy this year. So, I mean, it's hard to leave him off. He should get 15 or so minutes a game, and I expect him to be a very serviceable back, serviceable backup at Yale. Yes. Uh, who who did you have? Um, I'll go to my freshman of the year in the conference, Malik Mack. Um, I mean, D.C. Gatorade player of the year last year. Uh, he can create shots for himself. He can create shots for others. I have him as Harvard starting freshman. So, I mean, I think he'll be in for a big role. And I think he'll uh, be very impactful as a freshman in the Ivy. Yeah, so I have Mac on my team as well. I think he probably will eventually take over that starting point guard job as the season progresses. Uh, just very skilled that should be able to make an impact. Um, another guy I had was Tyler Perkins from Penn. Another guy I think will make an impact right away, get some solid minutes on a pretty solid team in the conference. I have Perkins as well, going back into Maryland along with Mac. I mean, coming from Bullis, really solid scorer. And I mean, I think he'll be very good too. I mean, he is a bag. I'll just say right now, his ranking doesn't show it. The guy is a bag. I mean, he'll be able to score. I will keep that in mind. And then the last two guys, I have two Princeton guys to close it out. I have Dalen Davis. A point guard that was decently recruited um, should be a good fit. Ivy is a little smaller, I believe, but that shouldn't impact. Should be not as big of a deal going in Ivy. And Jacob Huggins, I think he is a guy that could provide some forward minutes for a team that's a little thin at forward outside of their starters. So I had those two Princeton guys to round it out. Uh, I also have Huggins. And then a quick thing before I get to my last, I realized I said Bullis for Perkins. He went to Landon, same close to each other but just want to put that out there and then my last guy uh i think he's a bit under the radar going to columbia uh a rope a rope um i mean 6 11 or like 6 10 wing mm. moves really fluidly and i mean he is on the raw side but if everything clicks he could be a very impactful freshman yeah he was in the group guys i was strongly putting in consideration for my all-freshman team but yeah now moving into our individual team preview, um, starting from worst to best last year, uh, last place was Columbia. I have them sitting at last place again. I have the same. I mean, I think they're better, but I don't think they're good enough to move into seven. No, I mean, they didn't lose anyone. Like, they didn't lose anyone that was uh, that like, contributed all you... last year. Like, uh, Rubio, John Rubio de la Rosa should could be in for an impact uh increased role. Uh even uh Avery Brown was a really highly regarded recruit as well. At one point he was like going high major. Um so he had a decent freshman year. Definitely could break out a little bit there. Blair Thompson, another guy that was recruited highly. Um they have some solid front group guys, Liam Murphy and Jinea Dean Bidri. I'm probably mispronounced that, but and then, and then got Josh Odunowo as well. I mean, it's it's not a terrible mm-hmm. roster. I mean, it is a pretty bad roster, yeah. but uh, it, it, I mean, the, the, I think they'll win more games than last year. But I mean, they made no big additions to a team that was last. It feels yeah. hard to move them up. Yeah, it, it's a it's a very talented backcourt though. Brown, <laughs> uh, Rubio de la Rosa, Blair Thompson, Xavier McLean, um, Kenny Noland. Like, the, there's there's some pieces there. I just um, 
overall, like it just didn't improve every team. It was by far last place last year. So there's only so much you can go up when you're that far down. You can't really recruit to a high level, at least guys that can impact the game right away. Like Europa is a good recruit, but he's not the same. He's not the same thing as a plug and play transfer. It's going to, you know, he's going to be good right away. Europe might take a few years to get there. Um, next team is Harvard. I have them sitting at six this year. I have the same. Um, yeah. Um, here, Hamaker has wasted a lot of talent recently, honestly. Um, like Louis Lesman was a top 100 recruit at one point, didn't really do much. Um, I mean, he's still there, hasn't really done much up to this point. Um, Opar, I guess, the guy he really went to break out. It does hurt mm-hmm. losing Evan Nelson from year for the year. He probably would have been their best player, but he is out for an Achilles injury, and I think he's going to transfer after the year due to academic eligibility, all that stuff. Um, Kyle Filipowski's brother, Matt, sitting around there on the bench. Um, yeah. Um, some decent freshmen, obviously, just besides Mac, uh, Xavier Nesbitt, and Thomas Baddies are guys that could see some minutes right away. Mm-hmm. Overall, though, like Harvard usually is, they're usually a super talented roster, and I feel like they're a little less talented than they usually are. Like, Ledlam was so good. Um, Eden Tritute was pretty solid as well. And yeah, losing Nelson really hurts. Even I mean, with I like Oak their front court. Yeah. I mean, I like their yeah. front court with Oak Parra and Ojugbor. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, the backcourt is a huge question mark. You have. Yes. Wojcik, who played eight minutes a game, Chandler mm-hmm. played ten, and you have a freshman. I mean, it's a very unproven yes. team. Though yes. I will say, going down the line with Robert Henning coming in next year, like yes. there's gonna, yeah. that backcourt is started going to look really good in a few years, but I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, it'll it'll take a little bit, but I don't know. They have a lot of talent. I mean, a lot of these guys were highly regarded recruits on the team. We will see if they can live up to that. Um, next team is Dartmouth. I have them at seventh. Um, I have the same again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they bring back some solid guys, but Adele Kuhn was so good. He was extremely yeah. efficient, um, extremely efficient, and uh, he's off to Loyola Chicago. They bring back two really good players in Cornish and Dusan Neskovich. Um so that's a good start, but overall, like this, this team was actually worse than Harvard last year. They just kind of outperformed uh, their record a little bit. So again, like I don't see them really being that much better now or last year. Maybe like Neskovich even takes a bigger jump. Like Brand Mitch- Brandon Mitchell Day could uh, assure himself as a solid starter. Isaiah Robinson, Jaron Johnson, Kate Haskins, those are guys who could like step up. Jackson Monroe in year two, but like. They're just not that much better from last year. I mean, they lost their best player, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they are better. I mean, Uh they didn't add anyone. They lose their best player. At best, they're, like, about the same team if everyone can take a step up. But, I mean, Cornish and Neskovich is obviously a good duo. I do like Mitchell Day and Munro just coming Mm -hmm. in sophomore year. You could expect a decent jump. but Yeah, I like Munro. I mean, there's nothing that says this team's going to improve on the – on the roster, Adelican was like so efficient. Let me let me pull up his efficiency numbers. Um, 
I mean, Let's easily see. a top five player in the Ivy. I mean, super first. Yeah, team his per was over thirty. So that's yeah. <laughs> yeah he, that's he, he was pretty impactful. Um, that's there was like top. I think it was like seventh in the country or something like that. Um, yeah, six six in the country in player efficiency rating. That it's pretty significant to lose. Um, good pickup yeah. for Lotus Chicago though. Me and Kyle, me and Kyle will be talking about a ten later tonight. So, uh, that'll kind of kind of be good. Him and Dolan, they they have some pieces. They, they do have Ivy. talent, yeah. But yeah, next team Brown. I have I have them where they were last year. I have them at fifth. Um, I have them moving up to four. Okay, I mean, I mean yeah, Lil, Lily is going to be one of the best players in the conference. Um, Boshik was pretty good. But they still have a solid team. Um, I really like the front court. I'm expecting the front court to be up there for the best in the conference with Kaluanya and Nana Ousa and Nain. Uh, I mean, two guys that are in years that you normally take steps in. And, I mean, combined 18 and 14 with them last year. Uh, and then Ousa and Nain's a good defender. Obviously, your two and three is going to be the make or break for the team. You know what you're getting at the one, four, and five. But uh, I, I think overall they'll be able to replace Paxson, even though Paxson obviously is a big loss. But as a team, I think they'll be able to uh, be better than last year just with everyone taking this step up. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, Aaron Cooley is a guy they could – uh, count on taking a little bit of a jump there along with the front court guys. Um, Kimo Ferrari could also take a little bit of a jump. He wasn't too impactful, uh, played a decent amount of minutes and contribute a ton, but in that starting lineup, as he's projected, he could be a impactful player. They have uh, Drew Caney, a retro freshman who was decent. I think he could be okay. Um, yeah, overall though, kind of around the same as last year. Um, Lily is very good. Um, but yeah, next team Cornell. I have them fourth or third. I have them third. I have them second. I'm I'm all in on this team. I really it's like it. It's good. Dolan was really good, but like they have a high powered offense. They have everyone back, but Dolan. This this is a pretty good team. I when think I was... this is the scariest team to play in March, just with how fast they play. Um, I mean, Yale is obviously the best team in the Ivy. I think we can agree on that. But if you're a team coming in, like, let's say Tennessee, a team that likes to play slow, and you have to play Cornell first round, I would not feel comfortable entering that matchup. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have an elite point guard in Nazir Williams. Isaiah Gray he does what he needs to do. Uh, with Chris Manon getting more minutes this year, I think he could be key. Uh, the front court is very serviceable. I, I mean, I like Sean Hansen. Uh, Guy Ragland sh- sh- figures to be their sixth man again. I mean, I really like this team. And I think it's, a t- again, a team you do not want to play in, in a first-round matchup. Yeah. I mean, they, they scored 105 in Miami last year. And, like, that close <laughs> loss towards the beginning of the season, like, they run so fast in offense. They have a lot of talent back. Williams could take the next step up with Dolan gone. So could Gray and – um Manon, um, maybe you get some production out of Hayden Franson, Juco transfer, Max Watson, a former Juco transfer. You get that second year transfer bump there, maybe. 
Sean Hansen, Keller Boothby, very solid roster all around. Um, returns a they return a lot of production from last year, and I think they could, they they could they could once again be a top of the conference. Very good offense last year. They were, I think they were top fifty in offense. Um, I would assume fiftieth yeah, so exactly. Sun. The defense is not great, but um, they have a high power offense. There's something about those unbalanced teams in March. You don't want to play them if they're good at. One thing, and the other side just kind of clicks for a day. It's a scary matchup. Yes. Um, next team, uh, Penn, I have them at fourth. Yeah, I have them at fifth. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's still a pretty decent team, even though it was Dingle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slatcher's probably going to take a step up. Max Marge was really good last year. Uh, Nick Spinoso, I think, could be solid as well. George Smith could be in for a breakout. Tyler Perkins could assert himself. Um so it's a, it's a pretty decent team overall. Um, mm-hmm. Dingle is obviously harder to replace. I mean, you're losing the highest returning score, yes. like returning the college score in all the college basketball. And while there are pieces, it, it does take a lot out of a team when you have – how many shots was he taking last year? I mean, probably mid to high teens. I mean, the guy was hoisting up shots at a very efficient percentage. And well, I do think there are pieces, there's – just going to be a lot to replace someone of Dingle's capabilities. Again, I I do like Clark at the one. I mean, I think he'll have a really big year. Uh, I do have Tyler Perkins starting right now. We'll see how okay. far it looks like is, Max, Max March medically retired. He moved so on. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, yeah, there, there's oh. there's definitely some question marks. They pretty much throughout the roster behind besides Clark and Spinoza. There's a lot they're gonna have to fill, so we'll, you know, yeah. I I have them at fifth just for being pretty unproven. Yeah, I, d- I didn't realize March wasn't playing this year, so that might I I would consider bumping him down under Brown, but I think I think it's still now until further notice. Um, still a very talented team to bring a few impact freshmen. I think Nick Polonowski is a guy that could also be okay right away. Eddie Holland could uh break out in the starting lineup. And I mean it did did I mean yeah. Johnny Walter, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't I don't think he's that good. But he he played a little bit internationally. Um you're probably not getting much from him, but still very I mean, he's, solid. He's a body. Six ten. So I mean yeah. he should figure to get some backup big minutes. Yeah, he should be at least physical physically talented in the Ivy League. Um Next team, Princeton. I have them at second. I'm at third. I think this is still a very good team, despite the pieces they lost. Obviously, lost Tosan, who was amazing. They lost Langborg, who was pretty solid. Kelman was really good, big man. But they they still have some guys. Um, obviously, had a breakout. Lee and Pierce are both freshmen last year. I think those are guys that could be some of the best players in the conference this year. Aloko was one of the best players in the conference last year. Mm-hmm. Blake Peters, another breakout guy. Good freshman class. Like Devin Austin could uh, break out as well off the bench. There, there are a lot of pieces here. Yeah. I, I don't think the issue is talent, but I do think, I mean, Tosan wasn't just a really good player. They played their entire offense through the guy. I mean, yeah. he was the offense. Um, like more than just a score. Every single play, he touched the ball. Mm-hmm. Um and, I mean, it, it's a big piece to lose. Well, I mean, I like Pierce a ton. I like Lee a ton. 
you don't really have someone who I think he can control the ball like Tosan and run an entire offense as well as he did. I mean, uh, he, I still he, think he was one of a kind. Yeah, and I, I mean, I still think they'll be good. Um, and I have them third. I definitely think they could return to March Madness, but and there's a, a bit of a lack of an uh, an identity entering this year. Um, but again, the talent's all there. It's just how much they'll step up and how will it all mesh together. Yeah, very well coached team now. Mm-hmm. Henderson is a very good coach. Um, yeah, I mean, very good system they run too. I mean, obviously, Thomas not there, but still a very talented team. Solid overall. <laughs> Definitely have a chance to return to March, although I think the runaway favorite right now is Yale, who next team we're talking about, uh, I think I'm sure we both have them sitting at first yeah. place in the conference. They're, they're the clear first best team in this conference. Um, they lose Jarvis, but they bring back everyone else of note. They do lose Isaiah Kelly, who played a little bit. Um, he he was a fringe starter, but not as of note as the guys they were turning. Nolings was their best player last year. Polakitas should be solid. Mahoney and Bang, those are all four double digit scores from last year. Casey Simmons, former top 100 recruit, um, definitely could be one of the best players in this conference, especially in a few years, like. Obviously, Danny Wolf was amazing this summer. Alatan, high-level recruit for the conference. And you have guys with the bench that could break out, like Nick Townsend, um, Jack Malloy, Yusuf Basaama, Yasin Garam. Like, it's a very solid team overall. And, yeah, I, I think this will be a team that has a chance to win a game in March. I really don't think there's a hole on this team. I feel really really comfortable in like their top nine or 10 players to do their job. I think this is a team that could honestly compete for an at-large bid uh, if they don't win the tournament like last year. Um, I mean, it's a really good team. They play defense. They're, they're, they have enough scoring. I mean, you have a go-to guy in Nolene. Uh, you have probably the best defender in the conference in Bang at the point. Mahoney and uh, Pulakitis, they just don't miss shots. Yeah, lead um, shooters. Yeah, they don't miss. Danny Wolf, we've seen what he can be. And, I mean, I'm trusting for him to be that. As you say, Casey Simmons coming from Northwestern, a really high-regarded prospect. And, I mean, he's already up there for the best athlete in the Ivy. And, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, again, they go 9-10 deep. They're coached well. I really don't know where James Jones is elite. Like, he – yeah. Like the the fact that he like hasn't got another job, like maybe he just wants to stay at Yale, but like he he should be in the conversation more for like higher jobs than he's been. Like, I might he be wins Ivy year. like every year it seems like. Yeah, I mean, I, I really just don't see how this team doesn't win the regular season. I mean, obviously anything can happen in a conference tournament, but I really don't see how this team loses the regular season. They have probably four maybe five top like 20 top 25 players in the conference they're just that compared to the rest of the ivy yeah um honestly wolf could be like as good as jarvis was oh i completely agree i mean we like saw Jar- jarvis was jarvis was so valuable because of his rim protection but that's the thing that wolf does bring you jarvis was a good rebounder wolf will get it as well i think wolf has the more stretching to floor abilities even though jarvis could a little bit I, I think Wolf is going to be a little bit better there, at least higher volume. Um, obviously, sc- scoring, polished scoring was something that 
will need to be improved, but I think that he could be he could really break out based on what we've seen this summer. Um, let's check their schedule. I want to see who they play because they play Gonzaga the first game of the season, first D one game. They play Just while you're Loyola, pulling that up, I was, okay. I was gonna say I don't really think losing Jarvis is even much of a loss, and I'll say the same with Langborn or Princeton. I think the guys mm-hmm. behind them, they only were behind them because they were freshmen. I think they're more talented players and yeah. definitely can fulfill what uh, they're losing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yale plays a decent uh, non-con schedule. They play, yeah, so they play at Gonzaga, at Loyola Marymount, Colgate neutral, Weber State neutral, at Rhode Island, at Vermont, at Kansas, at Santa Clara. <laughs> I mean, at Howard too. So that they have some, they have some opportunities. They can steal a few of those games. Uh, obviously, they're probably not going to steal Gonzaga or Kansas. Although, it, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. They almost beat Kentucky last year. I remember that. And Rupp. Yeah, it it was. They were. I wouldn't say they almost beat them, but it was. It was a close game. Uh, they were competitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, they were. Competitive. But uh, and then I mean, that LMU game should be really interesting with the battle of the four men there. I mean, those are two. I mean, all conference mm, for yes. four men. That should be fun. Yeah, that, that's going to be a funny game. Um, Matt Loyal, Marymount, so yeah, that'll be a good one. Weber State neutral, um, elite for I mean, Dylan Jones is way better. No, oh, that, that's going to be another really fun uh, matchup. Yeah, yeah. Um, really, really solid non-con schedule actually overall. Um, the two top teams and there's a solid mix of teams as well. But yeah, and any more notes about the Ivy or Gale or anything? I mean, I feel like it's honestly one of the most easy to read conferences entering the year i don't think there's yeah. gonna be a ton of fluctuation between the like projected order of standings yeah and i, I feel, feel like the standings are simple sort of consensus to uh yeah. to an extent because i mean every other conference like especially power conferences everyone has a different order of teams mm-hmm. but it feels so set that everyone's differences are maybe just one team up or down and there's not much yeah um I mean, yeah. obviously a shorter episode with only eight teams and then no transfers, yeah. but I feel like we've kind of hit everything we need to say about the Ivy. Yeah, I mean, still covered in depth, obviously, going to be shorter because of those circumstances. But yeah, if you've uh, been watching till now, make sure to give our social medias a follow at Hoopscoop Media, Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're listening to us on the podcast apps, make sure to hit us with a five-star review. That would be much appreciated, and yeah, we are we are eight days until college basketball. Have you, did you watch the uh, Tennessee Michigan State game? I can't say I did. I was watching the football. I can't mm. lie, but uh, I saw those Cohen card dunks, and man, I, I mean, I knew it was bouncy, but just He's, it's gonna be so fun watching him this year. He had a block. It was really nice too. Right now, Kansas and Illinois are playing. Uh, said end of the first half, or I mean, there's like a minute left in the first half, but. It's another good game. Is Illinois that... is up by four right now, 39-35. Haven't actually been watching the game since I've been focusing on this podcast. But, <laughs> yeah, um, this definitely – hopefully we get a good second half. But, yeah, it, though that uh, Michigan State-Tennessee game felt like a real game. Felt like Marge. So did Purdue-Arkansas the other day. Like, we were getting good games. And then – and then the one I just got Charity exhibitions are the new way. Like, we need just so many more of those. Getting to watch televised college basketball this early, there's just nothing better. 
And then once we get to season start, there's like no good games for a little bit. Especially that uh what is it, the Thursday? It's like completely dead. Yeah. I think it's, it's there's no good games on that Thursday. Yeah, I know I know there are a few days when it's, it's pretty bad. Um yeah, I mean opening day like USC and K State is a good one, but besides that, Georgia Oregon might be okay, but there's really not much. I think one. there's a few mid major games. Like I think like I think like UAB plays Bradley or something, something like that. Those Isn't those teams both play Rutgers. Yeah, Bradley plays UAB. Yeah, Princeton Rutgers. That's a good one. Akron South Dakota State, um, Louisiana Tech, Colorado State. Maybe um, there was another decent one. I went to Charleston. That eh, could be decent. Um. Missouri State, West Virginia, Northern Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, um, Cleveland State, Duquesne. Overall, though, it's it's kind of a weak schedule. I, I wish they would just play these games like the first week of the season. Yeah, I would agree. Because like no teams don't lose anything. Like there's no downside. If they lose, it's a like it's a, not a bad loss. If they win, it's a huge. I know win. that's what, that's why I always think quad one losses are not bad. I mean, and you're no. giving yourself a chance at a win. So I wish they would just schedule all these as real games. But I mean, we move on. Yeah, Illinois. Once six, we get to. Okay, Illinois is up six now. Yeah, going into halftime. Yeah. Oh, well, any any more notes before we uh, wrap it up? I think I, we've covered all the IP that we need to. I mean, it yes. should be again. It should be a solid conference. And I think there's about half, the top of the conference. The upper half could definitely win a game in March. But I mean, we'll see how we're playing. They're all playing yeah. uh, when we get there. Yes. Yeah. So me and Kyle will be back next for the A10. Um, and I guess we'll figure out after that when we get there. But yeah, A10 up next. <laughs>